Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 10.9 of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, now powered by GorillaPosition.com, for Tuesday, November 7th, 2017. On today's show, we're talking blue brand, red brand, yellow brand, Japanese brand, Canadian brand, and who knows what else. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to tell you that this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. Talking creative, the business aspects of professional wrestling, and of course, giving our unsolicited opinions. You can contact the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks. Drop us an email at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. You can also now find us on thegorillaposition.com. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day, joined alongside my Huckleberry, RBV. Rick, welcome to your show. It's me, it's me. It's RBV, Rick Vickery here. And it is my honor to introduce a very special guest that's joining us today. Walking up to the, the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, he is the senior producer and protege of the great Bill Apner at OneWrestling.com. He is also a very valued member over at Hacker Hameen, Podbean.com. He is Big Ray Hernandez. Welcome to the show, Ray. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, listen, if you don't know who I am, I am the Mark of the Masses, the man with the plan, Big Ray. Here to talk some wrestling today here with you boys. Very, very excited to be on with you guys. I've been listening now for a little while. And I absolutely love, I, you know, I, I work the overnight, so, you know, I, I need audio content and I can't just listen to anything because I'll fall asleep. So I do love this podcast and I love what you guys do and I appreciate you guys very much. So thank you for having me on, buddy. Oh, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, we've had this format for this show for about a week now, but due to circumstances, we just haven't been able to record. So Rick, what I'm going to ask you to do right now is take your format, highlight right. the entire thing. And hit the delete button, because we're just going to go by the seat of our pants here. Works for me, man. Just throw it on the trash and just wing it. Now, I know we got Ray only for a little bit of time here. Do you? Do you? Well, we have him yeah, until let's... he throws us out. No, dude, I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Sweet. Well, so let's we'll talk. Gotta... Let's, let's... There's a lot to cover from the last couple, especially the last couple of days. Yeah, so let's go last... ahead and let's start with Bound for Glory. Um I know Rick watched the show. Ray, I know that you watched the show. Mm-hmm. I am not the impact guy. So how, here's how I want to approach this. I want you two to convince me oh, that I need to watch Thursday's Impact Wrestling show. And I think, too, just maybe to give a little insight to our listeners out there, most of almost everyone out there that's listening to our voices know who Big Ray is. And, of course... One of his premiere shows is the Impact Attack, so he he knows what's going on over there with that promotion. Well, here's the deal, guys. Uh, with with you know with Impact, when, when me and Ben are working together, you know I we're pretty straightforward. If the product is crap, we tell you it's crap. If it's good, and we think that there's you know just a bunch of haters hating on the product, we'll kind of just you know you know what did Eric Bischoff say? Accentuate. I'm not Eric Bischoff. Paul Heyman accentuate the positive hype negatives. It's going to be very difficult for me to convince anyone to come back Thursday, other than uh, hopefully they're going to just kind of scrap everything and start over new, which Impact has done already, or TNA has done, or GFW has done. I don't even know who they are anymore 
they've lost their identity uh, within the last few months, within the last few years. So it's going to be very difficult for me to convince you. I will do my best. There were a couple of bright spots here, but I got to be honest, uh, all in all, in my my humble opinion, I thought this pay-per-view was booked uh, sloppily. I thought some of the match, wait until I get into the Grado match, because I'm going to tear that thing apart. I'm just being really honest with you guys. Well, that well, we spoke with uh, with Ryan from Grill Position uh, just before Bound for Glory with a little preview show. You know, that was one of the, the matches that, that we all showed concern over. You know, how is this thing going to be portrayed? How is it going to come off to the audience? And it, it probably was the low light of the actual program. If, if you guys knew how me and Ben were booking booked this match, I think it would have been, and it could have built towards just like TV for the next three or four months if you wanted to. I mean, if you guys are interested, I kind of break it down. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah jump on in for us, man. Let us, let us hear it. All right, so here's the deal. So what I did was I, I thought of I thought of not only short term but long term. So this is what I what I had in my mind. Obviously, you know, you have Abyss, and Abyss is Joseph Park. They're two of the same people, right? You, have, you guys ever seen a horror flick where the where the let's say the uh, the guy is or the girl is possessed by a demon or an evil spirit, and then they're about to kill their best friend, and their best friend's like, "Look at me, it's me, Johnny, your best friend." Fight this. You have to fight this. You know what I'm getting at, guys? I know yeah. exactly what you're I, getting I, at. Right where you're going at. Okay. So my thought process was to have Grado absolutely annihilated for 10 minutes straight, bleeding, pummeled, bloody, so that, number one, you're going to get the crowd reaction. You're going to have kids crying. You're going to have women kind of worried. You're going to have guys even saying, oh, crap, that's a little too much. And you're going to get everybody invested in the fact that Grado has absolutely no shot in winning this match then. Now, this, this is where the dual personality comes out, where Abyss kind of turns back or kind of, you know, switches over to Joseph Park, who, in my, in my mind, in my fantasy, I felt that Joseph Park always kind of did care for Grado, but the dark side of Abyss is what caused him to be greedy. Do you follow me so far? I'm with you. Yes, it was, yeah, it's almost like, a, you know, they're, they're, their personality traits are kind of intertwining there, where one's really taking over that other one, or they're foreshadowing each other. Exactly. So now here's, here's the big finale. Now, you have Grado absolutely being crushed, like I said, by Abyss. And what happens is Abyss kind of looks at Grado. He pulls off his mask, okay? He lays down, and he pulls Grado over him giving Grado the ability to stay in the United States, and then he just walks off. No explanation. Grado is gone. He's bloody. He's 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 just, but Grado wins the match, right? And you still now, have Grado there as that confused, bloody mess looking on, like, what the hell? Right. Now, the next, now, now you want to see what the hell happens, you know, on, on Thursday night, right? So you tune in Thursday night, and Joseph Park is there, and they have a friendship. They continue their friendship, but every once in a while, Joseph Park kind of clicks over and he has that dark side. So he every once in a while, he'll kind of screw over Grado. And it could still be a comedy bit. He screws over Grado, steals money from Grado. You know, he treats Grado like, like a piece of garbage, but then he apologizes. And, and they just continue that friendship until eventually. And I, I, I got to tell you something real quickly. I told Ben Hameen, I thought it would be a great idea. And I'm being wrong. So I'm going to end right now. I thought um, that these guys together, whether you want to do Joseph Park and, uh, and Grado or Abyss and Grado, kind of like the uh, 
you know the King Kong scenario where kid, where the big crazy evil killer beast is in love with, with that small frail kind little person. Mm-hmm. That's what you could have did, and you could have booked that long term, dude. And you could even put the title on these if you. I'm just saying. I know it sounds silly, maybe maybe silly to you guys, but um, but going back and forth, this match could have been. You could have got the fans interested, vested in, in into into Grado's plight in surviving. See, Grado wasn't gonna shouldn't have won the match. Grado shouldn't have gotten beaten in the match. Grado was trying to survive. And and I will say this: was it just me? Or Grado wanted nothing to do with that final spot, getting getting black hole slammed onto that barbed wire uh, table. That was I, a horrible finish. You could kind of tell throughout throughout this match that maybe he wasn't really feeling everything that was going on with it. And I, I like your idea going forward. I mean, because essentially, I mean, realistically, we have two individuals, but you have three characters. It would have been great in the tag team division for those guys to play the, the Freebird role. Exactly, dude. Exactly, dude. And that's what we wanted to do because when you book two characters like Greg and Joseph, or three characters really, you know, they're interchangeable. You know, one day, you know, what what if what if LAX change uh, challenges for the tag team titles? Grado comes out and it's not Joseph Park this time. It's Abyss. You know, yeah. and they're defending the title. But when they're hanging out, it's Joseph Park. And then Joseph Park every once in a while screws over over Grado, and that's where your comedy comes in. You so, can I mean, have you almost a team it. hell no kind of dynamic. Yes, exactly, dude. Oh man, it's just what a what a wasted spot, dude. This is the broken Hardys coming out unbroken at WrestleMania. Yeah, everything you laid out would have been a hell of a lot better than what they actually gave us in reality. <laughs> so where does the Grado story go from here? I mean, he's deported, right? Like, is, oh. is Grado leaving the company and I didn't know it? Well, you're, here's what I really didn't get here. You're you're deported from the United States, but... But now you're based in Canada. Your, your events in Canada and all your filmings is for the rest of the years in Canada. Right. Um, they can go... Listen, I, I was going to bring this up to Ben when we did the next Impact Attack, but I'm going to stooge it off to you guys right now. Um, Man, again, I would hate to do this to Rosemary. But what if Rosemary, you know, starts to kind of feel something? Because, you know, Rosemary did have that altercation with uh, Laurel Van S, and they were going at it. Maybe Rosemary, right. maybe, maybe you could do Beauty and the Beast, but Rosemary's the Beast and have fun with that, but still have good matches between her and Laurel Van S. You can, you can book, a, hey, you can book a, a good, entertaining comedy, comedy bit, and you can still surround it with good wrestling. I mean, look at Cole Cabana. The guy's been doing it for years. Oh, he's made his whole career off of it. Yeah. And you know, you're thinking there with, you know, you continue on with Rosemary and, and Ness. Uh, you talk about you could do some crazy, crazy character work just, you know, outside of the matches with those two. Grado gets saved. He stays in the United States if Rosemary decides to have a red wedding with him. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that on television? Could you imagine a Grado Rosemary wedding? Unbelievable. Oh, and, then she, and then she comes out like totally hot. Where do you guys stand on how they're doing their TV product right now? Do you like this going around from country to country, promotion to promotion? Do you like that aspect of impact or does it turn you off? Um, well, let, let's, all right. Me, me as a kid of the 80s, okay? Growing up watching the old wrestling 
uh, the Southern Wrestling, the NWA, uh, WCCW, watch the AWA, the Middle Atlantic Territory, the WWF. Um, it doesn't totally bother me, but when you're supposed to be, quote unquote, the number two um, company in the world, in the world of professional wrestling, which is not true. I think right now at this point in juncture, ROH. I, I think at this thing. point, Impact's looking at maybe number four, and well, that's arguable. Yeah. You know, if we're talking world, I mean, you, I would say you probably have to give New Japan the edge over Ring of Honor. I would, oh, yeah, New Japan. I should have said in the United States. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, even PWG, if you just want to go here in the States, I think PWG sure. is Eclipsed Impact at this point. Well, the only thing is that Impact does have that that television platform, but let me tell you guys something. Uh <laughs> I just got off uh, yesterday. Me and Ben had world heavyweight champion. Uh, we had an interview, uh, a 30-minute interview with Ben Storm. Uh, if you know that Billy Corrigan. The NWA champion. Yes, sir. Uh, Billy Corrigan did buy the NWA. And we had a really fun interview. You're going to have to tune in this week to Impact Attack. But uh, these guys are looking to uh, kind of shake things up a little bit. And I think Billy Corrigan is impacts loss in the nwa's gain so just keep that in mind guys because the number two company might switch up in the year 2019 even though he has a 20 year that's a 20 year plan it's absurd but yeah man uh but what was the question you asked me again i'm sorry who knows uh, i think we were talking about the, the ranking the, the companies oh. and all that and no 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 you no, no the, the global around. affiliation the doing the oh, doing yeah, segments yeah. throughout the no. the world rather than just having one location for no. impact pro wrestling no that sucks oh wait it no sucks. i'm sorry i can't call it impact pro wrestling because impact pro wrestling is a company based out of des moines iowa that's been around for years which is why they never changed their name to impact to begin with Listen, this sucks, dude. I hate watching that product and seeing them go into some some hall in Canada and then go into to like a dojo, a smaller dojo in Japan. No, 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 no. They, and number one, they need to get the hell. They need to get the living hell out of Florida. But they've been saying this for years. I don't know. You know what? Screw it. Have all your TV tapings in freaking Canada. Why not? Well, it the sounds Canada like they're Canada. potentially moving that way. I hope they do. Dude, either, listen, you do one of two things. Either you go across. To, to, to the UK where the fan base for the Impact Wrestling is on fire. They love Impact Wrestling. Or you go to Canada where it seemed like everybody cared. And that place was sold out. And it was legit. I found out legit. No no, no free tickets. They legit sold and filled that place even though it was only like four or 5,000 seats or whatever it was. But I don't think it was. I think it was like 500, wasn't it? No, no, it's more than that. It was, it, that place that place fills uh, I think about 25 if I'm correct. Well, uh, as, uh, as Ryan from the Grill Position, he was let, he was kind of letting us in on this as when he was on with us. They're getting some really nice business breaks working out of up there in, in Ottawa. Are you talking about Ryan K. Bowman? Yes, your boy you Ryan talking, K. Bowman. Yes. Are you talking about that jabroni, my co-host at the Pro Wrestling Reflection Pocket? Are you talking about Ryan K. Bowman, the guy who has yet to cut a promo on our Facebook uh, on our Facebook page? That would be him, sir. I, that's why I was. That's why I was keeping his last name out. See if you'd catch on to get, to oh. jump on him about that. No, let me not kayfabe this. Ryan K. That's who he is. Uh oh, you cut out there for a second, Ray. Why yeah, yeah, yeah Ray, you cut on me. I'll come right back. Uh, unless, unless were you, or did he get uh, bleeped? 
Are we getting uh, censored Was now? that edited? No. <laughs> edited for no, Ryan's protection? I call, I call Ryan K. Bowman. The closer. Spelled with a K. Because that's what he does. He closes everything out. He does some best. He gets some of the best guests. Ryan K. Bowman's man. I'm so happy that you guys are affiliated with the uh, gorilla position. And again, at Hacker Hameen, I'm not stooging anything off, but we're going to have uh, a lot of fun. And hopefully you boys can come off right. I wanted to go back to something that you said just a second ago, Ray, because I've up the numbers okay. here. Okay. You were talking about the uh, the UK share of the Impact Wrestling audience. Sure. And I pulled up the WWE financials because I, I find this absolutely fascinating. When okay. you look at their third quarter financials, the Asia-Pacific region went up to $47 million from $41 million. So Jinder Mahal accounts for $6 million. That's the, it? The Latin American market went from six point two to eight. The North American market from three hundred and ninety-eight million to four hundred and forty-six. But where the WWE saw the biggest increase in the third quarter was in Europe, when they went from forty-one point three million to eighty-seven point eight million. That's a market that somebody's got to tap into. Either that or progress has got to get a bigger platform. And you're talking about Europe. Uh, what is that? What we're talking about? Uh, what are the countries that that mainly uh, kind of you know can I know, fill out fill out that demographic? Well, I mean, it'd be the UK, down. Scotland, Ireland. Hmm. I was going <sighs> to see. Uh, I'm heading over there right now. Look up where they're touring. Is Impact Wrestling willing to go across the pond and produce television for the United States here? Um, if you guys know that there's like like a a 24-hour delay, or I think even longer than that, maybe almost a 48-hour delay from our product here to the product that they get over at the UK. You guys know that, right? I did, but most of the time when I watch Impact, it's on DVR anyway. It takes me like a week to get through that show. Um, You know, listen, I got to be honest. Uh, You know, I don't don't dislike watching Impact. I'll be honest with you guys. I watched Impact the whole way through Raw, I, I maybe sit through 15 minutes. That's how much I fast forward through. Maybe 20 minutes. Just kind of get the gist of what's going on and mm-hmm. call it a day. Yeah, because Raw, listen, man, I grew up watching Raw, brother. Um, I love the WWE. I love all wrestling, to be honest with you. I really do. I, you know, my father used to wrestle in freaking, they call them bingo halls. But my father wrestled from New York down to Florida and back again. And, you know, I've seen it all. And, you know, growing up, growing up, you know, watching the business from the inside i mean you know you have an appreciation for 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 that that bingo all time atmosphere but i gotta tell you something man going back to the to the question you asked me before because i really want to just make it clear that i do not want impact to continue with this whole worldwide bullshit oh i'm sorry can i curse here yeah absolutely yeah so i apologize all right oh we curse all the fucking time man yeah. No, no, I don't want to fucking curse too much. But anyway, here's the goddamn deal. I really don't want Impact to go that route because I think it cheapens the product. And it's it's so difficult to put good TV together like that. I mean, look at the last three weeks of Impact Wrestling all over the fucking place. Just absolutely dreadful. And I, I just couldn't stand listening, uh, watching that show. But on the regular No, part, I think you were on to something there. I can't stand listening to that show. Because the commentary is god fucking awful. Yeah, I like Josh. See, that's the thing. Like, I like Josh. Um, 
Sometimes I do, and most of the time I don't. And what it is, the thing that I like about him and the thing that I hate about him is the same issue that I have with Tom Phillips. He says everything so monotonic, and he never has any emotion in his voice. Right, but he sounds that, like a robot. That's why I think he should have stayed heel, Josh, because there was a hell of a lot more in heel money in heel, Josh, and there is this this baby face, Josh, and now him and JB Jeremy Borax are just kind of working together like nothing freaking happened. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it, guys. That's why I didn't like the transition era. I feel like I'm just getting the same commentator sitting side by side there. Very I don't much have a they dynamic. feel like the same person. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I mean, at least when you had the pole sitting in the middle, you know, you had, you had Jer- like you said, you had the robot, you had, you know, and then you had the other guy, and then you had, hey, daddy, oh, wow, what a suplex, daddy. I take and the Pope over Booker T, I can tell you that. Oh, I love the Pope. I think, I think, I think Elijah, Elijah Burke is just freaking awesome. So going, I don't know what's going on. Trying to, you know, touch back here at Bound for Glory, what do you think about the introduction of uh, Jimmy Jacobs into that, into that? Well, atmosphere. is Jimmy going to wrestle or is he going to be a commentator? Oh, God, I hope he's not commentating because what the, what he cut on that on that that promo that he cut whatever the hell that was <laughs> absolutely that was that was fucking pure dreck. Yeah, I thought that was one of the low one of the low lights of the show. It was you know it gets back to you know what I'm saying. What I didn't enjoy about this thing from top to bottom was the overbooking and his presence there really didn't seem like it added anything to what should be your mega event unnecessary jimmy jacobs is, is is overrated i mean no let me just put it this way jimmy jacobs is is a good mind a good mind for the business he's no raven i'll tell you that uh raven is just an absolute brilliant mind too bad he doesn't you know use his powers for good but uh yeah he's no raven but ugh, what the what the hell was that man that was just awful it was god awful god awful promo i hope i hope he wrestles because if he's going to be doing commentary god forgive god save us all well i guess like you know speaking of big promos on this show what was your what did you bring home from all the i guess inclusion of uh el patron ccc um <clears throat> well i wish you would have cut uh a deeper a deeper let me see i wish you would have shot a little more i mean basically all he said was you know impact wrestling this company they suspended me, took my title, but the fact is they did not. I did nothing wrong. Like he was all over the place, um, and he can't. He repeat. I don't know if you noticed. He repeated it. Yeah, he only had like two or three things to say, and he said them about each like four or five different ways. Yeah, he's like, he's, yeah. He's, so basically, he's like, you know, they didn't trust me, and I didn't have their trust. <laughs> what? That's the same shit. Yeah. You just said the same thing twice. So anyway. Um, <clears throat> I, I, El Patron had had the opportunity to kind of uh, just totally whether whether you know if you just shoot shoot dude shoot from the hip you know none of this candy coated crap but he didn't and I'm sure I'm sure they they told him backstage it's too bad what he, he up, said right? on that conference call the other day was far mm-hmm. better than what he said in the ring last night yeah but the funny thing is that on the conference call that was I. I um, dude, he, is, was it just me? Well, he seemed like he was going on. Well, we, we talked about that with Ryan, that he yeah. seemed like he didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And, and Ryan pretty much pitched, you know, pitched it to us that that was a work. No. Well, 
Well, I, he he was getting the feeling the good thing he was saying he was putting them over that the good thing that they do with Impact is they don't move too far too far ahead right. of in their programs and their storytelling because they know that you know that they are taped so far out. I can see kayfaving. Uh, yeah, I guess to protect the business, but this is the problem, guys. When you tape, because I don't know if you guys know, but I believe if I am correct, they are going to spend the next week or two. Even, I don't even know if it's a week. I think it's just one week. And they're going to tape the next... Uh, they're going to tape all the way to the end of the year. I think it's like uh, six weeks in okay, yeah, four days, right. four six or five weeks days. three like days that. or some, yeah, something Ryan ridiculous. Told, Ryan told us a number, and it was just like mind-blowing. Like, holy shit, I mean, are these guys going to be able to survive that kind of workload? Yeah, they, they, these guys are pros, man. They, they, their bodies are, are, are built for this. And the thing is that, remember... They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna work all those days and then they're gonna take maybe a week or two off and they're gonna be back on the in the Indies. They, right. You know, let me tell you something. My 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 and I my father, you know, God rest his soul, that man freaking beat his ass, beat his own body up, man. You know, and I remember my father worked a full time job, he used to travel on the weekends, you know, I mean and then come back just totally beat up just to come back to and be up at four thirty in the morning to, to put on the tape. So it, it's 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 in their it's in their genetics, dude. It, it, guys, it's in their genetics. Uh, it's just I think you have to be a, a, a masochist, you know, to uh, to to be a pro wrestler. That's why I could never do it. I I, I like love painful painful. I don't know What's exactly it, what the impact taping schedule is, but I can tell you that it's Sammy Callahan's going to be in Japan by November nineteenth. What, uh, for New Japan? Yeah, he's in the uh, World Tag League. Interesting. He's going to be tagging with Juice Robinson. Hey, guys, are, you, are we going to talk that Jer- Jericho Omega later? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. We, hey, hey you, you got a, uh, a huge New Japan fan in Jargo here. Uh, actually, we had – I know he told me to get rid of the notes, but I know we're going to get to it because they just had a, a great show uh, called Power Struggle mm-hmm. over the last couple days in – more so than how amazing some of these matches were is some of this big news that we've got coming out of this event. Let me tell you something. Number one, Japanese wrestling. When you watch Japanese, am I right, guy? Like you can't. You have to watch Japanese in Japanese. Am I right? I I typically watch things with Japanese commentary unless I know that we're going to be reviewing the show on like, the show. Then I'll watch it with English commentary. Like you know, you know, um, Okoda Bushi. Oh yes, I Ibush Kota. Love that dude. You don't get that here in the United States, man. Uh, well, speaking of that name, he j- it was a hell of a match. That was the main event on on this last show. Yeah, Tanahashi had. versus Ibushi was lit. Oh my god, Tanahashi's a. I don't care what the, they call the John Cena Japan. I got man. Tanahashi's a fucking stud. Hell yeah, man! I date him. What? Yeah. Well, I don't know about ever since he got that soccer mom haircut, but hey, don't 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 kick a don't kick a soccer mom down. AJ's damn haircut. AJ's growing out of the soccer mom thing, though. He's, yeah, I guess he's going. Yeah, but his head is. I don't know. Maybe he needs a little. You know what he needs? He needs some volume. That's what it is. Some perk. Sure. Perk he needs the wind <laughs> from WrestleMania blowing through his hair as he walks to the ring. That was fantastic. Yeah, Looked like What's a Maybelline he, commercial. Steal the uh, Johnny Nitro entrance. 
Yes, gentlemen, listen, I hate to be unprofessional, but my son actually needs me and I need to step away for literally two minutes. Uh, can you guys hold off on the really good shit until I get back? Not a, not a problem. All right. So talk like um, talk impact. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about uh, uh, your boys OVE taking on my boys LAX. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Now, now I can't go. Give me a second. You know what? All right, let's talk this real quick, and I'll go. Well, across. Rick's Rick's gonna spend however long you need, Ray, just putting over OVE. Literally, hey, I, I, have... I, they represent, man. So I'll get started, and because I really, back want, here. I really want to talk about is everything and freaking Sammy Callahan. All right, so. Two minutes, and I will be right back. I'm sorry, Daddy Duties. It's all good, man. Understand. I'm gonna mute. I'll be right back. Stupid shit way back in my day. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and even sleeping all day. Stocking up a chick who I didn't really love. I done her seen everything and all of the above. I'm always wanting more because I am always broke away till the last minute, but I never ever choke. I told you this is fresh bread, now don't you forget. There's nothing worse than living life with a bunch of regrets. Anybody even really care anymore about all the cool shit we used to rock before? Probably not a damn, that's a shame. At the end of the day, we only have ourselves to blame. But fuck it, we're back with a brand new jam. And does anybody here give a good goddamn? I know the times are changing, but we gotta keep on. So we're still here rocking with a brand new song. So make haste and let's lay it to waste. Cause you'll never let it go once you acquire the taste. You know that we are fresh, we're ready, we have begun. Sit back and buckle up for the cool ass new one. state of mind we're here to give it back to you one more time because you know what we're doing is gonna be great we're about to blow your mind so you don't want to be late but will we really live up to the days of old you'll have to be the judge of that truth be told now i won't give away the ending but here's the plan tell your mom to scream louder because she loves her band so make haste and let's lay it to waste because you'll never let it go once you acquire the taste you know that we are fresh and ready we have begun buckle up and get ready for the cool last new one I'm I'm rolling now. So let's just jump back in here.
Let's well, go say, I've, got, I've got some breaking news before we jump into the uh, OVE here. Uh-oh. This is pretty good. Uh, this just popped up on my feed here. Puff Daddy is changing his name. He officially wants to be referred to as Brother Love. He will no longer respond to Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, or Puffy in any aspect of his career. He is now Brother Love. Cease and desist. I wonder if that is something that's tied in there with the uh, the success of the podcast and everything that's going on over there with uh, with Mr. Conrad and and Mr. Pritchard. Did you uh, did you watch the entire Power Struggle show, Rick? Uh, I I picked up the big matches. Uh, so you didn't see the, the Young Bucks moments. match. I saw highlights of it. Ray, did you see the Young Bucks match? I have not had the opportunity. Um, I get my feet, I steal my feet off of my buddy, so I'm going to go to New Japan uh, probably early tomorrow to, to catch up because I haven't had a chance. I've been so busy over the last couple of days. They won their match the other night with a new submission move called the Season Desist. What? Yeah, it's a combination sharpshooter slash crippler crossface that they're calling the Season Desist. You got to give it credit to those guys. They just know how to, ch- to turn everything into mega bucks for them. I love the young bucks uh, and mega bucks. No pun intended, right, bro? Are right. we recording, by the way? Are we, are we, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're rolling. We're rolling. rolling. I, just, I just want to make sure because I don't want to use any negative connotation or any type of uh, you know uh, vernacular that would get me in any, any trouble here. But um, the young bucks are freaking awesome. They are so smart. These young kids. Bro, I, I, let me ask you a question. When they uh when they get to be in their fifties, in their sixties, like the Rock and Roll Express, are they still gonna be wearing tassels? Are they still gonna be what? Wearing the tassels, like the uh, I'm just I'm just fuck mom. yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. You think so? They'll still be the young bucks. And they'll still be the young bucks. I, I always just wondered, yeah, like you gotta just eventually drop the young, but don't drop the look because, like you're saying, Rock and Roll Express, they still got that same old look that they've always had out there. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, other I follow me. On Twitter, and that guy's a nut. He's awesome. Ricky Morton is. I would love to have a beer with that man. I just can't uh, imagine I, the Young Bucks wrestling at fifty. I'll be surprised if they can walk at fifty with what they go, put themselves through. Going back to Morton, I am a huge, huge mark for Jim Cornette. So to hear all the stories that that he's had with the Rock and Roll and everyone else that they've run around with, it, it's just some of the best stuff there is out there for for my listening pleasure. Jim Cornette, you know, he's a he's an acquired taste. For I'm I'm I thought Jim Cornette as an authority figure in Impact Wrestling was a good thing. And uh, you know, I know we're going back to Impact and Impact bashing. And I'm a fan of Impact Wrestling. I just need to be very clear to your audience. The the people that don't know what the hell, you know, what the hell I do basis. Big fan of Impact Wrestling. Uh oh, breaking news. New champions oh, crowned at WWE UK show. Did Sheamus and Cesaro take the tag titles? It's a new champions. God, you better tell me. Well, click, yeah, click, click the story, man. No, I'm not seeing it on my feed. Breaking new champions crowned. Caution, spoiler. Let's go the to silence. God, I've got so many screens going on at one time here. It's it's fine, dude. Just let's just, all right. New champions it's got to be. I'm assuming uh, that yes, Cesaro and Sheamus. By the way, guys, who thought those guys were going to be freaking awesome? Because they are. Well, you know, right when they, they came out of that best of seven series, and when they tied that last match, they were getting so much hate 
from a large portion, you know, especially you know the internet fan base, like, oh, I can't believe they're going to do this. This is ridiculous. And these guys have turned that around. I mean, they've exploded on the scene. They, they are like they remind me now of a legit tag team instead of two guys that were just thrown together. They're good. They're, you know, they're wearing the kilts, which I love the black kilts. And you know, did you know that was a real be uh, uh, what's his name? I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Wade Barrett. Uh, Wade Barrett. Yep, it was supposed to be that gimmick was supposed to be him. It was supposed to be Wade Barrett, um, Sheamus, Cesaro, and I forgot somebody else. And they were supposed to all have like a like a European faction. Damn. Well, that, 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 cool. that sounds like that would have been a a lot better than the United Nations that we got. WWE.com can now confirm that Cesaro and Sheamus have defeated the Shield brothers, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions at Raw, Manchester, UK. Oh, by the way, disregard what I sent you on Facebook. Uh, all right, I will then. Oh, yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's you, guys. They asked me, like, what podcast thinking about So got to put you guys over with my crew. Sweet, man. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, I guess. We, all right. So we got two breaking news things there. Where were we? I guess we were back at Power Struggle. Well, well, wait, let, let's look go? at the Cesaro and Sheamus thing here for a second, because one of the very few matches on Survivor Series I was actually looking forward to was the Usos versus the Shield Brothers. And now we have Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Usos. We also know the Usos are defending against Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable tomorrow night. Are we gonna? Who I love, by the way. Are, are are we expecting another title change tomorrow? Now. Um. Yeah, I think that's gonna happen, dude. Not another thing. How how good how good was it bringing in Shelton Benjamin and tagging him in with Gable? Like that's that that was just the right thing to do, in my humble opinion. And I really I'm really loving that tag team and Chad Gable. I know that I know Jason Jordan was supposed to be the like the big star coming out of that group. Yo, Chad Gable is a real deal, man. That kid has such charisma, so strong. He's undersized, but I would, I would just use that that gimmick, man. That kid is great. Little pop well, we'll, I, I say, well, yeah, we'll both agree that that Gable definitely was was the star there. But one thing we've talked about in the past that we're worried going forward with him is they're kind of giving us hints that that Benjamin they might split up again because he's been kind of a little underhanded in some of his methods, where Gable's still kind of that. That young, hungry go-getter. I would rather uh, so, see heel Chad Gable than split him up. Yeah. I, hopefully that's the direction they're going in. Well, well heel, heel Chad Gable. Chad Gable's just awesome all around. I, I really like that kid a lot, man. Oh, and by the way, we were talking about Ohio, Ohio Valley. Ohio versus everyone. By the way, um, who was telling me that, that Ohio, who was it? Ohio State lost yesterday. Yeah, that's why we were recording. They didn't just lose. Hey, thanks for bringing that up, too, because they lost to Iowa. So That's right. I'm about 20 minutes away from Kinnick Stadium. It was kind of crazy around here. <clears throat> that's, a, that's, that's a pretty big loss in the, the, the NCAA football. Yeah, because we didn't uh, just beat them. We whipped the shit out of them. Yeah, that, that, that pretty much second loss of the year for Ohio State, that pretty much ends any chance they had of going anywhere. It ends the Big Ten's chance of going anywhere. Hey, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you guys ever do MMA? I'm not a big MMA person. I can't get into it for whatever reason. I, I follow some of the big news and all that, but I just can't get into it. I think the last MMA fight I got was when Punk got pummeled. Oh Jesus Christ! That wasn't that wasn't that was not an MMA fight. I think. Come up too. 
We lost you there for a second. I said that if, if Punk would have fought the Green Power Ranger, he would have got fucked up there as well. Oh, I think, you know, almost fighting anyone, he was going to get fucked up. I will but say they... this. I will say this. Mickey Gall performing as well as he has since that fight makes that loss look better for Punk. Dude, the kid, Mickey Gall is a blue chip. Yeah, M- M- Mickey Gall is something else. He's really good, man. He's really, really good. But really quick, I'm so sorry, man. I don't mean to be rude, but you were talking about Ohio versus everything. What was going on with that? What did you want to talk about that? Well, I know Rick's a big OVE fan. I'm a big LAX fan. Me too, by the way. See, like my ties there. I, I, I've watched OVE, or you know, you know, going back to Ohio is for Killers, uh, Callahan, and Dave and Jake. I've seen those guys from their very, from when they started. I was there when they had their first matches. I was, I'm blessed. To, I grew up in Southern Ohio, where we've had a hotbed of some great promotions and some great names. And when I really got turned on to independent wrestling these guys were starting to come through so great local names and talents it's always just been cool you know for me to sit there and watch them grow to opportunities like this well you want to hear a real funny story when we were doing the uh the conference right mm-hmm. um i was on with santana and uh and ortiz and for a long time i was looking at santana i said this guy looks familiar where do i freaking know this guy from and uh, he's younger than me he's about my nephew's age so i put two Together, the guys from the East Side. That's where I live, by the way. I live in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Okay. And this kid, this guy is from Alphabet City, which is the project. It's a pretty rough part of town. And the fact is that my nephew lives in that part of town. Long story short, so happened that him and my nephew went to school together. I played basketball with him when I was a kid, when he was a kid. And uh, we kind of, uh, during the conference call, I started asking him questions like, Do you know this place? Do you know this place? Uh, I, I know Santana. Santana's a kid. So now we follow on to, we follow each other on Twitter. It's a world. We down, but he yeah he grew up with my nephew, man. I, hey, I love yeah, that kid. Yeah, that's one of the cool. That's one of the cool parts of this. You know when you when you find people that are really succeeding, you know inside the ring and that, and you and you were able to watch them from day one and and just see how great that they've become. I mean, you make sure you invest a little more there. Hey Mike, are yeah. you serious? Are you serious? Like a late period. Dude, to me, here's the problem with this entire program. And now, granted, I didn't see it, but I heard when Sammy Callahan came out that the people in Ottawa were like, who? They didn't know who he was. They had no idea who he was. That that was another big issue, you know, kind of what we said, the the Jimmy Jacobs surprise fell flat. It was people like, okay, who is this? You know, it wasn't that big, booming you know, surprise that you but, that you want to bring out at you, especially your biggest show of the year. But by I, comparison, I, LAX is the one act they have that is fucking over. I gotta bury the crowd real quick, guys. Because number one, if you're a wrestling crowd, okay, you don't know that Sammy Callahan has wrestled you don't know he's wrestled in Mexico. You don't know that he's been on Lucha Underground, NXT. Like you don't know this shit. Yeah, like, how do people I, not know who Sammy Callahan is? Sammy Callahan is a stud dude. That guy is gonna make a difference, hopefully it Correctly, an impact wrestling, I think. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody that NXT dropped the ball with, that's it. That's the one. I gotta tell you, man. It's Sammy Callahan, man. I, it, I'm, I'm just, I'm just. I was really like not disgusted, but kind of disappointed. I, I thought there was gonna be like a huge, like the pop that Alberto Rio or El Patron got. That's the pop that um, Sammy Callahan should have gotten 
And but the thing is that I didn't know he'd be there for like a month already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So uh, it wasn't a big surprise. It was kind of cool to see him on Impact Television. What it was kind of surprising, Ari, it's it's awesome that you brought that up, Ray. Is that you know they're they were it seems like you know they were booking to that smarter fan, and they weren't getting that smart fan reaction. No, and you think in Canada that you would, right? Right. I'm very curious what kind of reaction Sammy Callahan gets in New Japan now. Oh, they're gonna love him more. But are you kidding me? You know, oh, that place is gonna light up, and especially with him tagging Ooh. with Juice Robinson. Oh, Juice Robinson. Because no, Juice is over. Like mad in Japan for one isn't reason or another, whatever you think of the guy. Isn't that something? How he was just like some corny nineteen sixty hip gimmick over here in NXT. Yeah, CJ Parker. Yeah, man. Yeah, good for him. Now you know I, it makes me happy. This is look, let me just shoot real quick. I hate the, the, the freaking. Can I use the term cocksuckers? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hate the cocksuckers that say, oh, I wish TNA goes out of business. Really? You want all those people to lose their jobs or backstage people that work the company to lose their jobs? Really? You piece of shit. Well, those, are, those, are, you. those are just your, your fucking marks that think that everything outside WWE doesn't exist and that's the all, you know, the end all be all. And it's, it's great to see people like Juice that are sticking it in their face saying, no, I, you know, I can go elsewhere. And of prove course. It. it could be just as lucrative and just as, you know, credible. Uh, man, Cody Rhodes is my hero. I love that. Cody Rhodes fan for years. I love Cody Rhodes. I had no idea. Let me ask you guys a question. Ask you guys a question. Um, don't you think Cody Rhodes as the SmackDown champion would be better than, than fucking Jinder Mahal right now? I think just about anybody would be better than Jinder Mahal right now. <laughs> yeah. You, you've got, well, here's what you got here. You got uh, Yargo that, or Jargo, I was, uh, that absolutely is completely opposed to anything going on with gender here. And and then when you mentioned Cody, I, I am like head over heels with Cody on multiple occasions here. You know, I put him over, put him over. He is my favorite talent in the world today. Big Ray, so, who's your favorite wrestler? I'm just curious. Uh, who's your favorite wrestler? Like, no, active right now. Who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler active right now, AJ Styles. Um, I've been an AJ Styles fan since he since the first ever TNA Impact uh, pay per view I saw. Um, I love AJ Styles. I always thought AJ Styles was a star. I never thought he was that. I mean, he was great, but I, I mean, when he did that stuff, Ric Flair over in Impact Wrestling when it was still TNA, uh, you know, when they screwed him over, and you know, they and he left Impact with the title that that TNA title. I, and when AJ Styles, just so you know, I don't know if you know this, but um, when AJ Styles was on the Bullet Club and IW, remember that not too long ago? Oh yeah, right. I had a great op- maybe I'll maybe I'll send you guys the. Link. I had an hour and a half long interview, a video interview, with the phenomenal AJ Styles. Oh wow! Holy shit, man, that's awesome, dude. dude we had him. Okay, he was uh, he was he had come home. Georgia. It was me and my buddy. I don't know if you know Beal, but uh, he's a he's a good friend of mine. Uh, we used to do a show called the Can Am Wrestling Show, and Andre went off to work for Vince Russo, and then he started. Uh, he working. He's working out for Title Match Wrestling over on YouTube. Yeah, I know. Who and uh, yeah, Andre and and we we had a great show. 
And we had some amazing guests. That's for everybody. Now we had Ch- Cherry Bomb, Pepper Parks. We had freaking uh, uh we had uh, what's his name? Uh, Brodus Clay when he was when he just left Tyrus. WWE. Tyrus, yeah. But we but my favorite interview was AJ Styles. And I'm gonna send you guys a link to that because you know you're gonna this guy is just so cool, so genuine. We exchanged numbers, and uh, I didn't know. I had I it was stooged off to me through a friend. There was a possibility that he would come out. And even though I had an inkling that he was coming out of the Royal Rumble, I got effing chills. AJ Styles, in my opinion, is the best all-around wrestler today. And I hope that WWE puts that title back on. You want to talk about that tomorrow night? I I was just going to say it's kind of a good little transition piece there. Yeah, because I've, I've got a couple of scenarios here that I think this is going to go down one of three ways. All right. Because to me, this is a chance for them to pop a rating. With with the show being recorded in the UK on many hours' notice, if it leaks out, AJ Styles is winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, I wish. I mean, it's going to be like, remember when, uh, who was it? Was it Bischoff or was it Shivani that gave away Foley winning the title? This is how you pop a rating. It was Shivani, yeah. It was uh, oh, that'll put butts in the seat. That famous line. Now, last week's SmackDown was tied for the lowest rating of the year with a one point five three. Now we know it was against the World Series, so I take that completely with a grain of salt. But they're in contract negotiations right now with USA Network. Bad time for your lowest rating ever. So there's three scenarios: either A, AJ wins the title. Everybody finds out on social media. Everybody tunes into the show. You end up with Brock and AJ at Survivor Series. Gender interferes in that match. So you have this tease still of gender versus Brock. You have gender versus AJ as your program going forward into the Rumble. That's the blue brand main program. I think that's scenario number two. Scenario number one would be gender retains the title just outright. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, with the India thing coming up, it's possible. Highly unlikely, though, that's my least likely scenario. The likeliest of scenarios. And and that India tour, it's about one month away, correct? It's about a month away. Okay. The most likely of scenarios is AJ has gender beat in the middle of the ring, Raw invades, no contest, Jinder retains the title. AJ gets added to Team SmackDown to get his revenge on Raw. The most eye-rolling, lamest scenario I can possibly imagine, which makes it the most likely. Hmm. I, I, my God, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I Jesus Christ, he needs... I, do, I, do you really think this is going to happen? Lesnar? I think they're going forward with gender versus Lesnar at Survivor Series. And guess what, guys? You want to know a secret? That's, can I say you guys a secret? Just, yeah. Just us. We got some insider news here. Somebody listening, man. Oh, it's just us. Listen, guys. The Maharaja is going to beat Brock Lesnar. Now, how do, how, how do you see that going down? I mean, how much? Because you invested so much in building Brock up to no. 
instrumental odds can take him down. I mean, do, do they abandon? Do they abandon that belief that they have to save that for Roman at WrestleMania? <laughs> oh, my friends. <clears throat> Remember, this is the fantasy world of professional wrestling. Somehow, from what I hear, there may be a schmoss finish and a dusty finish, whatever the hell you want to call it. Brock Lesnar is going to be pinned by the great modern-day Maharasha, Jinder Mahal. I swear to you guys. And, and by the way, the Bollywood boys are going to get their ass kicked by, uh, by Brock Lesnar. I don't know how much of a spoiler alert that one is. Yo, where, 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 where can I send you this link, by the way, guys? Uh, just send it to us on Facebook. I'm going to send it to you, Rick, and then I'm going to I'll, you forward it to, to Mike. Okay. Now, you see, here's man, I'm picturing with something like that. So do you have that close the show? Because um, I'm, I'm picturing like some old school <laughs> potential rioting going on. Someone's well, definitely I, getting stabbed. I would feel furious. I don't if I was there and, and I just if there everything I've seen with this build with Brock and everyone that has fallen at his feet, even if it is a screw job somehow, I think I would be furious that this happened in front of me. Well, here's oh, another I, scenario. And and I guess this is possible. You could do AJ wins the title tomorrow night. AJ faces Brock for the American audience. And then you position Jinder as the baby face to win the title back in India. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Baby think, face Jinder Mahal? He is whoa, in no, India. In India. And then you oh. give him that you give him the title back in India. Oh yeah, no, no, that that that, that can happen. I just listen guys, seriously. We're overthinking this. There's no reason why AJ Styles shouldn't be the, the SmackDown World Heavyweight Champion. There's no, no reason they around. ever took it off him to begin with. Orton didn't need the title. Wyatt didn't need the title. Uh, there was another one in between there. Wasn't there? No, it was him because no, Orton gave the title to uh, Jinder. We got to stand, man. Ray Wyatt. Ray Wyatt was fooling around with JoJo, so he had a flash little cash. You know what I mean? And, uh... Yeah, there yeah, was speak, no if if, of, if AJ was your that. centerpiece of SmackDown and the story was built around AJ Styles for the last year as the mm -hmm. WWE champion, maybe people could buy Styles taking out Lesnar. Hey, are we are we going to Segway City right now? I, mean, uh, I was going to say. I mean, I think there's a perfect segue that we've got there. You know, just some guys talking. The recent leaks of JoJo. Oh God. Jesus. I usually don't rush right over when I see a headline like that to find those. I immediately dropped everything I was doing was on my way to find those. Wow. And she is such a, an attractive young lady. Is, is, am I wrong? But the only thing I could come up with was good for Bray. Dude, I have Hashtag a chance. GFB. Right? We all have a chance with her. She, she likes, like, I mean, I, I'm a heavy set guy. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm about 6'1. I think I got a shot with her. What do you think? What do you guys think? <laughs> All right, she is. Hey, brother, you you got the gift of gab. You got that smooth voice. Uh, I, I'd say, man. You may have to grow a really long beard, though. Oh, I have a beard, brother, but you can't see it, guys. Yeah. You got the to John the Cena beard working? To, to the pits. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I got to be honest, man. Uh, Joe, this, yeah, you know what's funny, man? But you know what's, you know what's equally funny? Me, that when you heard that Charlotte Flair naked pictures were on, online just see it too just to kind of be you know be curious are you kidding me you're talking to rick i see we got to run a gag around here i i refer to her as my shar shar she had there's something about her her look that i that i'm just 
just overly taken by. I love her whole build. I love her look. So the big running joke uh, during the dis- you know discussion group and here on the show is I was just referred to as my Shar Shar. Oh, that's, I mean, there was something attractive about her. But the thing is that she looks so much like Dad. It just it's weird. Our, yeah, it's weird. It's like Stephanie McMahon, which I will still give her three babies and twins. Well, I had asked. I had asked Jargo probably a couple episodes ago if you know if I ever married Charlotte. Do you do you think she would like be weirded out if I took her last name? Oh, <laughs> you popped me right now. <laughs> Congratulations, Rick! You have popped Big Ray. There we wow, go, man. Dude, it takes a lot to do that, dude. That's um, would she would she... <laughs> dude, would that get awkward? Would that really get awkward at times? <laughs> Woo! What would be awkward is when you when when you were making out with, with, with the nature boy's daughter, and he and fucking dad pops in with wearing a robe and no pants. Where you going? Where my daughter? I think we all heard the legendary stories of Flair running around the hotel with uh, just the robe on. Bingo. Shit, isn't that tomorrow too? The thirty for thirty nature boy. Oh shit! Yeah. Yes, tomorrow too. And that actually that airs at ten Eastern, so right after SmackDown. Yeah, so they won't have to deal with any kind of run in there. Oh, by the way, guys, did we did we finish talking about Ohio versus <laughs> this? I mean, like this is how interesting Impact is to me. Like this is oh, how Christ. easy it is to to take my attention somewhere else. Gotta be honest, I'm having a lot of fun with you guys. I, I one time deal. I went my couple. Seriously. Oh, that's what we were hoping for. You know, yes. I mean, this is you know an awesome opportunity for for us is, yeah, it's a straight honor for us. Is, you know, to be so young in this game to get a notice by someone of of your resume. Oh, stop! You're saying I have gray hairs <laughs> on my testicles? Stop it! <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, I'm a jumper. Well, I think this is probably the biggest topic to talk about today with you two guys. When we did the interview with Ryan the other day. The big talk about Impact was, what's everybody going to be talking about on Monday? Well, Impact lost that conversation before their show even started with the announcement of Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega at Power Struggle. Wow. I mean, world's literally colliding here. So we know... Well, how much do you guys know about this story? Have you heard about the NXT connection with this story? That, that I have not, you know, I, I'm just kind of familiar with them just, you know, going back and forth. Okay, so their, here's the full story as I have heard it. When Jericho started planning the cruise, he had went to Hunter and said that he wanted NXT on that cruise. Hunter turned him down and said, we don't play well with others, like when it comes to promoting. So Hunter shoots him down. Evidently, this deal has been in the works since August. Jericho is on a handshake agreement, basically with Vince. So he's the conversation goes, hey, Vince, I'm available for the next six months. Okay, Chris, we'll pay you this much money. Okay, Vince, sounds good. We'll see you on Monday. That's how Jericho negotiations go. Jericho got pissed off about this entire situation. He's already signed Marty Skrull for the cruise. He's already signed the Young Bucks for the cruise. We've had this Twitter war going on between these two guys, and everybody thought it was about the cruise. Turns out we're going to get this match in the Tokyo Dome 
at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, I just I just came to like past three times. Right, guys? I don't think you're the only one. Let me tell you something. Um, Kenny Omega is an enigma. Um, the fact that uh, the fact that he hasn't come to to really make a well wrestle in any of the major United States Ring of Honor uh, is it befuddles me. And man, this is just. This is you know what Chris Jericho is doing. Chris Jericho is making Kenny Omega. This is his doorway into the WWE. Am I off base here? No, I actually wondered when I heard this announced because we know that Jericho has been all for bringing in guys like Balor and bringing in guys like Styles and working with them. And he puts over AJ Styles so much so Rick even here a couple of weeks ago when AJ flew in to face Finn, we imagine that the phone call went, hey, Chris, can you come in and do this show? And he said, no, Vince, I can't. But what you need to do is get AJ Styles there. That seems like the most likely scenario to me. What if this is Jericho going to Vince and saying, you have to sign Kenny Omega? He's the best in the world. And Vince looks at Kenny Omega and says, six foot, 210 pounds, no thanks, not interested. And Jericho just keeps saying, you got to sign Kenny Omega. You got to sign Kenny Omega. And Vince says, you know what? You go do a match with fucking Kenny Omega. Maybe that'll get my attention. And Jericho says, fine, maybe I will. And now here we are. I did find it ironic that Mere hours afterwards, you have Hunter and Pete Dunne walking into an ICW ring. I don't know if that was a Jericho response or if that was planned. Well, I think that's just, you know, that just kind of notices what's, uh, how big that, that market is currently right there. Absolutely. I gotta tell you, when, uh, the professor posted this, uh, on the PW Hustle page on Facebook, I, I got the alert, and I, I I just couldn't I sincerely couldn't believe what I was seeing, and it, it didn't they do it where you know you see the shadow kind of from the eyes of someone. you just couldn't put two and two together. And well, the way the way out. this whole thing went down was Kenny Omega defeats Trent Beretta to retain the United States title, and Omega cuts a promo saying, "I've beat everyone." From your precious Okada to Tanahashi, I've taken them all out. There's nobody left. Anybody wants a piece of me, come and get some. And nobody comes out. And he says, that's what I thought. And the lights go out. You get the little countdown. Jericho cuts quite possibly the best promo of the last decade. And now we have Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. And do people remember that Chris Jericho, not only a Mexico, but Chris Jericho also refined his craft in Japan. And the fans do not forget in Japan. Once you're, once you see, this is the great thing about Mexico. Two of the greatest fan bases in history, professional wrestling. When you're made in either country, you're made for life. What is it at the end of you? For life. You're made, dude. And Chris Jericho, uh, El Corazón de León, Mexico. 
in the Lionheart over in Japan. Unbelievable, man. I'm just so excited to see this, but Wrestle Kingdom is going to be awesome. That crowd popped huge. <laughs> now the other question becomes, where does Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho fall on the card for Wrestle Kingdom? Fuck, you don't think that's the main event? Not when you've got oh, you Kazuchika got the, you Okada a, versus Tetsuya Naito. Come again? I'm sorry, I lost you guys. Not when you've got Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP I, world, their world title. Yeah, but who's a bigger name right now, man? Is it, I mean, it's, it's Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. Are they fighting for the U.S. title? Yes, I believe this is for the United IWGP oh. United States oh, Championship. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh my God! I can't come anymore. If I come, my pants are gonna be pregnant. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then you've got oh, Okada and, uh, and Naito. I was gonna say, Jargo, why, why don't we give Ray a break real quick? Let him clean up a little bit. Oh, yes, please. My pants are just like all sticky. <laughs> we go back in and jump on this. Well, and I don't know how how much you follow New Japan, Big Ray. But the story of Naito goes back about four years. And this whole Los Ingobernables thing started because he won the G1, and then they took the main event away from him. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very familiar with, with New Japan. Program. I'm not a huge mega fan, but I'm, I'm, I'm very well for Like, I know just as well as I know Monday Night Freaking Raw. Could you imagine if they took the main event, main event away from Naito again? God, dude, I have to. I'm just, man. By the way, if you guys listen, I love that podcast. Are you guys fans of? Do you guys ever promote like other really decent podcasts? I'd be happy oh, to if there's. Yeah, constantly. Let me tell you something. Right now, the Edge and Christian podcast is fucking great. Fantastic, great. Lesson. I love the. They are so good. So and and Jim Ross, it. I think old palette if that makes any sense, but he is just high quality and he actually stooped this off that this was going to happen a week ago on his podcast. And, you know, I, I love the way Jim, I really, my pants are like really sticking to my leg and it's really like, it's kind of gross and it's all like, it smells like seawater down here. Anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> popping. We're popping. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to go change my pants. I, will... I just cannot imagine the United States title headlining the Tokyo Dome. I just All can't right. imagine it. Ready for a break? Yeah, yeah I'm dude, ready I'm, for a break. Dude, I'm okay. smoking, I got to smoke a cigarette, dude. I think we were both trying to uh, hit you in messenger, Jargo. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you were seeing I've got, I've got everything closed. Oh, okay. uh, I'm like, what is the it? next sick break? Because when I help, when I help Aiden with his, what the fuck? When I help Aiden with his homework, I, I wanted to smoke a cigarette, but I didn't. I'm back. Right. No, no I, 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 I have to have everything closed while I'm running logic, otherwise it crashes. I'll be uh, quick. I'll be quick. I won't be too long. I appreciate this.
So, Rick, you said you wanted to talk SmackDown, right? Yeah, something. There. And, you know, actually, uh, as we were going to break, uh, something came up in a in a live chat here online that kind of caught my attention. Uh, you know, fans that are here in the states waiting on the show to air, uh, and then actually, which made me, you know, they're getting the updates on their phone, kind of the spoilers and all that. And then a couple of people jumped in, actually from the UK, that they don't even get to watch the show live. I, I know there's probably. Um, I know a lot of details that are over our head with contracts and all this, but I mean, how cool would that be if it actually aired live at both places and then re-ran at the normal 8 o'clock time slot on USA? Well, wasn't that always the big complaint about doing a pay-per-view over there, that it would start at like 3 in the afternoon here, and it was something with the pay-per-view contracts? Like, that argument's null and void now, thanks to the to the network. Well, if you had a uh, – if they were in Wembley – that's a five-hour difference to New York. 
five hours. So WrestleMania would start at like 11 in the morning. Well, if they started there at eight and got here at three, but then you still have the West Coast watching your pay per view at noon. Yeah, yeah, but if it's on, if it's on the weekend, I think it's still worth. I think it's something that's worth trying. I wouldn't I wouldn't come out of the gate with WrestleMania trying it. No, but I mean, it would have to be a big show. I mean, I they did SummerSlam at Wembley. Don't you guys make a full like? I usually make a full day out of it anyway. Like you know. Oh yeah, it would, but then. Oh, yeah. I mean, with everything that goes on, the show itself seven hours now, and then you're watching wrestling up to it five hours before that, so you're sitting on a 12-hour day. <sighs> well, I know that you yeah. said that you wanted to talk SmackDown, but this talk about WrestleMania brings up an interesting New Japan topic because New Japan has announced that they are going to be returning to the United States on March 25th in Long Beach, 5,000-person capacity. That's two weeks before WrestleMania. Now, if you can travel to one... Which one are you going to go to? Are you going to go to New Japan or are you going to go to WrestleMania? I'm not sure this is very smart booking by New Japan at all. I'm going to WrestleMania, guy. Yeah, it's just... With them just running a regular show there, yeah, I'm going to go to WrestleMania. And I I think with that 5,000 seat, what did they draw last time they were there? I mean, 2,500 for two nights. They they did 2,500 on Saturday night and then 2,500 on Sunday night. Are they running a two-nighter again here? Is it just no? Gonna it's be just going to be a one-off show. I think they'll be fine. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much you know further traveling people are going to do, but well, because I know a what... lot of people that would travel to Long Beach to see New Japan, but if they're going to turn around then in two weeks and travel to New Orleans, I'm not making two trips that I'm close sure together. Your, I'm sure you have your hardcore fans there. That are going to make both those trips there. Absolutely. So when you say SmackDown, do you want to talk last week's SmackDown, or do you want to oh, preview this guys week's any, SmackDown? Any any kind of speculation of what you guys think, uh, what we might have be going on here? Uh, you know, some things coming out of Raw that we know here, that we do have new tag team champs, and isn't going to be a spoiler for anyone out there, because this is going to air after Raw. Uh, we have the Raw Survivor Series team in place now. <laughs> Who's the final spot on Team Blue belong to? Currently, you have Shane, Nakamura, Orton, Rude. Is the last one AJ Styles, or is AJ Styles your champion going in? It better be. If he's not your champion, then he then he has to be in that, in that position. If he is the champion, who do you put in that position? Bobby Rude. Oh, wait, Rude's already in. Yeah, he's already in, yeah. Let me see. Let me think. Yeah, Bobby Rude won that bullshit two out of three falls match. Well, yeah, that's what I kind of want to get into SmackDown real quick for some speculation because then also, you know, we've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn sitting there inactive right now. All right, so let's run, <clears throat> let's run down. We're recording, right? Yeah, we're rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah we're okay, rolling. So let's see. Uh, all right, so let's... right now as it is. Team Blue right now is Shane, Nakamura, Orton, and Rude. So they're all babies. For some reason, Shane McMahon is still cast as a baby face, even though there's no moral high ground for Shane to stand on right now. How about Bray? Bray's on Raw. Oh, that's right. Shit. Uh, and you still have you still have Bray and Roman MIA with mumps or whatever the hell they've got. Well, now. I know Bray was back on the road. It'll be interesting to see if he's on Raw tonight. Oh, okay. Because I know he's back on the road. Everybody passed that medical eval, but Roman. 
I mean, with, with that last spot open, wouldn't you just naturally think that they would slide in the loser of the WWE Championship match between Styles and uh, Mahal into that spot? Yeah, but then it looks like a loser's prize, and I'm not sure that's the portrayal that you want either. That's a good point, Mike. Well, what I'm guessing is going to happen here, since we were talking about those scenarios earlier, that Styles is going to get screwed out of this championship match, and then as you know, a redeeming you know act for that, what happened to him, that they'll add him to this team, and that could be that could be that uh, we do get an invasion from Raw because their live event is less than an hour away from SmackDown tapings tomorrow. It is, so you this can have is so eye rolling to me. Oh, you know who's going to be? Oh, fuck. I think he's going to be Baron Corbin. It should be Tyler Breeze, because we all know that Tyler Breeze is the greatest wrestler on the roster. Yeah, it, uh, Jargo's got a Tyler Breeze crush, right? Well, I mean, he's a handsome, he's a handsome woman. I, I firmly believe that Tyler Breeze is the most talented person on the SmackDown oh, roster. Oh, you know you know who made a great addition? I mean, uh, I mean Rusev? Rusev is a good one. Well, be, because yeah. originally this was supposed to be AJ versus Rusev to see who was going to be on Team Blue. Mm-hmm. And then they up and changed it, which makes no sense. Like so, you it, know, he's inside be, he's the timeline of events. It makes no sense. Are you going to have one of the new, new day guys? Maybe. I yeah, could get behind even, Big you know, E on Team Blue. I just, I'm envisioning here going back to why, why Under Siege began. You know, it was because AJ came in as a mole through that storyline, and then he was right there leading that pack when the whole group group show up grew, showed up, and was you know the mob mentality. There's someone that's got to have it out for AJ that could show up, Rick, you work know an who early it is. match at the live event, then show up at SmackDown. Well, I, you know what I want? I just want Braun Strowman to show up alone and just kick the shit out of the whole Blue roster. The last Team person on Team Blue is obviously Kane. Not to be Kenny Omega. It's obviously Kane. Kane. Kane was the plant from the beginning. We have been Kane belongs that. to SmackDown. Because, Ray, if you remember, before Kane reemerged for that TLC team, last time we saw him, he was a member of SmackDown. I think Kane goes where he wants to go. Uh, he's kind of like, uh, like the Undertaker. Oh, what about the Undertaker? Uh-oh. Is it time for Undertaker Watch 34? So we now know that The Undertaker has supposedly been announced for the Raw 25th anniversary show. Hmm. Or they can go old school and just bring in like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! Hey, you know what? I'm actually, I don't know if he's still teaming up over there with him, but uh, I actually caught a couple of the episodes of uh, Hacksaw and Sean Mooney. They were, they were, they were a pretty enter- entertaining little duo on a podcast. How about Sean Mojo Mooney. Raleigh? Mojo Raleigh, oh, he was talking mad shit on Twitter. Maybe he should be the last member of Team Blue. Please, God, no. Why, how know, is that guy still employed? I can't fucking stand him. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm a Packers I fan, and I can't stand Mojo Raleigh. Uh, that's town to when you've got ties to Gronk that'll show up a couple times a year. You're pretty safe. 
I don't know, man. I, I can't. I can't deal with those. I had eight, eight cups of coffee and two energy drinks. I can't do it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be one of uh, the WWE's new version of War Machine, otherwise known as the Bludgeon Brothers. Did you see their freaking gear? Ugh, they're like Kane's little brothers. It's like they're trying to be War Machine. All right, you know what? How about this? Who in NXT can come up right now and make a difference? Drew McIntyre. There you go. That'll be a good. That'll be a nice, uh, nice addition. I firmly believe that Drew McIntyre should be the Randy Orton to Roman Reigns, John Cena. Formerly Drew Galloway, by the way. I'm trying to even look at the NXT because we, you know they've got that. You could just have someone just lose that night before and then make an appearance. At Survivor Series. Well, Adam Cole wins the title the night before TakeOver. And then you get the triple threat between Adam Cole, Drew McIntyre, and Andrade Cien Almas, which I saw in Des Moines a couple of weeks ago. Adam Cole retains the title. Call up Drew. Oh, my God. What about Aleister Black? Man, I don't know. There's something about Aleister Black that's just a little too CM Punk that I'm afraid Vince is going to look at him and see Punk and just punish Aleister Black for looking like Punk. Catches Ono. I'm afraid Ono's ceiling is NXT. I don't see Ono ever getting called up. I think a trick with some of these guys in NXT is like we were going back and talking about like Sammy Callahan. They come out and we've got crickets. Well, that's because they don't know how to bring anybody up from NXT. I mean, well, they've done a pretty good job with Asuka. I mean, as far as the vignettes go, people were hyped. You I don't know laugh. if they still are, but they were. You're going to laugh, but you know who a guy who would get a huge pop and he would get the fans off his feet right now, and he's been in NXT for a little while, who I think would be a nice little addition? Anybody? Let's hear it, man. Uh, no Way Jose. Dude, I love me some No Way Jose. I've I seen that guy live. That guy is a beast of a man. I don't know how that gimmick translates to the main roster, though. It's going to be the whole Emma thing. How? How? Remember how over she was? Yeah, with the evolution. Then that was like a you know a big you know a big fart. I don't know, man. We'll see. I guess we'll, we'd, we'd have to see, man. Well, the problem is there if you if you keep that dancing in the entertainment, but then remember that they can still wrestle, they can still go. Yeah, because that guy can go. Yeah, and then what you had the problem with Emma is it all just stuck around with the dancing. They didn't worry about the wrestling. And she could flat out go. She was one of the most talented female performers in in the world. I mean, I think the two biggest stars in NXT, as far as potential goes, are Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, but they're not coming up anytime soon. But they're not. Yeah, neither one's coming up anytime soon. Hmm. It's really, I mean, it's... I don't know, man. It's a tough call, bro. It's a, I, I would hope AJ Styles that if he doesn't win the title, he would that spot. The other problem with the, the NXT roster right now, and I noticed it especially when I saw him live, is that's a really small roster. The NXT roster could very easily be the 205 live roster. Hmm. When you look at the actual size of those guys, like when they had Andrade Cien Almas, Adam Cole, and Drew McIntyre all in the ring together, 
Drew McIntyre took a knee and was still as big as Adam Cole and Andrade Cien almost. Adam Cole was small. Well, so was Cien. So is Gargano. So is Roderick Strong. Oh, I got it. It's going to be Enzo Amore. There you go. In today's edition of What's the Worst Thing We Can Think of to Do to Enzo This Week. <laughs> hey, I don't. I was a big proponent. I just wanted you know screw this champion versus champion. Well, if you want a champion versus champion, give it to me. But I wanted it to be the universal champ versus the 205 live champ. I wanted Brock Lesnar versus Enzo. Just for the spectacle of having Enzo and Heyman jawing on the mic a little bit. And then... How much can you know? What kind of punishment can Enzo really withstand? Because that guy could take some wicked freaking bumps. Well, Big Ray brought up Baron Corbin. Maybe it's going to be Sin Cara. Oh, no, he's out now. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. Uh, Sin Carter's sur- out now? Picture surfaces afternoon. It looks like he ripped everything out of his ankle. Oh, oh. no. Hey, I- hey, hey, hey. You know what I wanted to bring up to you guys really quickly? And, and I, we're going we're gonna to rewind all the way back really quickly. All right, let's hear it. Did you guys notice that freaking Garza Jr. couldn't lift his fucking arm? I didn't, I didn't here. see Bound for Glory. I oh, just read results and stuff. I didn't actually watch the show. Dude, Garza had one arm. I'm, so, I'm, I'm remembering that. I mean, was it after something in the match? Because he didn't come out that way, did he? He was in yes, that six-man lucha crazy shit, yeah. right? Yeah, he was in, he was in the impact of, uh, X Division. His arm was heavily taped. He wrestled the match with one arm. Huh. You gotta go back and check it out, man. I gotta watch it again. I, I was kind of out on that uh, on that X Division match because I'm just so kind of I'm kind of over, you know, had that never really having any respect for the division. I'm not getting any feuds or build in the character there. It's just like, hey, let's just throw everything we can out there and hope that it sticks. You know, well, every in now my and mind's eye, the problem with the X Division match last night was it's bound for glory. You have an entire fucking year to build to one match between two guys who don't like each other and are going to fight. And they couldn't even do that. Instead, you get this overbooked six-man lucha rules, whatever it was. It's well, just... When, when, I'm going to tell you, what they really messed up is they had that match week before for glory. Yeah, it they sounds gave it like away. it was a good finish. The finish of the match sounds like it was good with P.D. Williams hitting the Canadian Destroyer. It was probably one of the better matches of the night. Um, but the fact that you have Garza, who literally has, I think he has like a torn in a couple like that. That's how heavily he's on. He when he came into the ring, you know how you lift up, you, you stand in the turnbuckle, both arms up to, to hey, I'm the man. That he, he, could, he only lifted one arm. Oh. You gotta watch. You know what you do? Go to YouTube, right? And yeah, this is uh, this guy wrestling Z, and he does these great. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, condensed versions of whatever show you're watching. Yeah, he I think everything. I watch his version of Raw. It's like 28 minutes. Yeah, and this is the same thing. It's like 30 paper. And go back and check it out, dude, or dudes. 
There we go. A little name drop for everyone out there that, that wants to jam all of their wrestling in a week into about two and a half hours. If that's the spot to do it. It definitely is. What did you think of the Rude versus Ziggler two out of three falls match? Me. <laughs> you keep bringing up garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Seriously, dude. That entire... The entire program between those two has just been so flat. I mean, and you got two out of three falls, and they give them eleven minutes. A one fall match doesn't go eleven minutes. It just Can doesn't make any sense. Me? Can somebody explain to me why Bobby Roode is a face? I hate babyface Bobby Roode. I hate it. Well, wouldn't that come down to jackasses in production? that have no idea they're just seeing that grand entrance it's vince he sees that entrance and it's a baby face entrance so he's booking him as a baby face and i mean and there was no explanation for it either there for a little bit he was a heel in nxt and a baby face on the main roster i wanted him to build a feud between roddy and bobby that way i'm hoping by by december they get out of this phase you get past survivor series and you start recasting some of these people in the directions that they should be well, and I thought maybe this was just the burial of Ziggler because we heard all the rumors that Ziggler was leaving, and now it comes out that he just resigned a new one-year deal. Good for him. That that guy needs to go to jail. I I don't understand what in the hell they're doing. They've got people so miscast on this show, up and down the card. Well, that's wrestling, brother. Seriously, this is this is um, you know. <laughs> You know what sucks is that if you look at the, the talent depth, if you look at all the talent that's on the WWE roster right now, this should be some of the best wrestling you've ever seen. But I gotta be honest with you, we did an old school podcast on the 19, 1989 Survivor Series. I had more fun watching that fucking stuff than watching what we have now. And the main event and one of the one of the matches. Versus uh, a million dollar man's team, Zeus. Couldn't oh, sell, yes, yes. Yeah, he couldn't sell freaking uh, heat to an Eskimo. Wow, you know what just occurred to me? I was thinking about Brock Lesnar and Jinder Mahal at the 20th anniversary of the Montreal screw job. Oh, <laughs> Oh, boy. You see where my mind's going here? Mm-hmm. Well, I can see it. <sighs> they've got something. They've got something brewing. You know they're going you know to bring up the 20th anniversary of the Screwjob. Oh, yeah. They can could, they could never let that thing go to rest. Every chance they get, they try to do some crummy reenactment of it. Oh. And, and, it, and it just doesn't fly. That's one of those things that I, I – you're probably 100% right, but, man, I hope you are wrong. Oh, I hope I'm wrong too. It just occurred to me as I was sitting here. I was like, oh my god! And it kind of, you know, to speak yeah. what Ray was saying about the uh, those old Survivor series that the '89 that he was watching. You know, the, the thing there, Ray, when we came up, we had characters we could invest in. They actually told us stories in the ring. Now it's just that cookie cutter shit that go out there and does spots. And then also you have all these guys, right? Let's look at one match. Um, you have a guy like Jake Snake Roberts, Martel. I mean, these guys ran territories all, all over the country. They were champions, main eventers, you know? <clears throat> Even um, 
excuse me, I'm eating right now as we talk. The Bushwhackers, those guys were freaking killers. They were the sheep herders. They yeah, well, they were like the originators of hardcore. Yeah, they won titles all over the And I mean, they were the bro. Dudley Boys before the Dudley Boys existed. Oh, yeah. So if you look at like a match, like a, I can't remember the teams off the top of my head, but you know, everybody in that, in those matches, great workers, the big boss man, Dusty Rhodes, I mean, really, even Coco Beware, all great workers, man. You know, I'm sitting here, I've got the card up, and either between, you know, just being a great worker or having that character that people really could invest in, I mean, the only, like, loser I'm seeing here working on this card is, like, the Red Rooster. And look at that. You know what? That's a great point that you're making right now. But here's the deal. Look at Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor was a main eventer everywhere. Terry Taylor is the you, fucking man. Yo, I, I could never guy. just get into him, man. I was never a fan. He was. He always got terrible fucking gimmicks. He was a great worker. He just had terrible fucking gimmicks. Because he was cocky. That's why he strapped on the whole rooster gimmick on him. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they even thought, man. It's like, all right, let's see what he can do with it. Well, but you know what the funny thing is, right? The funny thing is that even how many years ago is it? How many years ago is that? More or less. Well, I mean, no, you're shit, at, 30 years ago. Yeah. But do we remember Red Rooster? Absolutely. And that do ridiculous re- haircut. Do you remember Duke the Dumpster Drossy? Of course. Do you remember the Repo Man? Absolutely. Doink the clown. Yes. You know what Ben Hameen always says to me? You know how you really get over? Rip Rogers always teaches that with character. And unfortunately, none of the wrestlers on the roster right now have the uh or given the the chance to show off their character because it is well too scripted. And these guys cannot show up who they are. That's why what we're watching is shit. Because you have you have Bob and Sally right for days of our lives writing wrestling TV. And it's never going to work. My well, measurement of over is, does my mother-in-law know who they are? That's you're talking about character. I mean, look at the one major character that's getting over that's surprising the shit out of everybody. And that's um, Elias. Oh, the best. He's catching. I mean, no. I mean, he's one of those. He. If you look at all those superstars that came out of NXT, he's one of your most successful. He's great. Alexa Bliss. Oh, I love her. You know, the perfect example. Everybody thought Sasha's a sure thing. Charlotte's a sure thing. Bailey's a sure thing. Alexa Bliss gets called up, and everybody's like, eh. And she's the best woman on the fucking roster. Because you guys. Why, why do you think she's the best? It's the character work. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. She's a, she's a, she's a bitch. And she's going to be a great baby face when they turn her. Oh, my God. I love to turn that. <laughs> she is so fucking attractive. I'm serious. I'm a man's man. That is one fucking hot little chick. It's the same reason I said on the show a couple of weeks ago, Peyton Royce is going to be more over than Asuka on the main roster. Because her character work is on point. And Asuka's character is she's undefeated. The first time you beat her, that character is worthless. She's girl Shinsuke Nakamura. At least Shinsuke has 
And he does that whole, yeah, man. Whatever the fuck he does in the ring. He's a little character. What is Oscar with? How do we get to Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania? They're they're kind of giving her a little character now. I'd like that she's doing these squash matches, so she can get in her and see her move set, and she can give you a little bit of her her you know quirky at it you know personality. You know what I noticed? You know what makes Asuka Asuka? And I I, I noticed this when we went to the NXT show because I got to see Kyrie Sane live. And every time Kyrie Sane or Asuka gets punched, you feel it because they emote it verbally. The ugh. And it's because of Japan, because the crowds over there are so fucking quiet and they treat it like a sport. So people are listening to how they sound. And that's what makes guys like Nakamura and AJ Styles and Finn Balor and Asuka and Kyrie Saint. That's why people are relating to them because they feel every blow that happens to them. But you know, you don't have to do all that. Like you know, you know, best sellers in the business, in my opinion, was uh, Ricky Steamboat. That guy could draw some real emotion from. The- I-, I love Ricky Steamboat, and he didn't yell and scream. It's just you know what he didn't. Well, yeah, you got to remember what Steamboat, he was like that common man that, you know, he didn't need like the over-the-top promos of a Dusty, but you just knew you had a you had a connection to him. And when that run in WCW, when Heard was calling the shots and they, you know, they were bringing out Little Ricky and they brought out his wife in these, you know, elaborate dresses and diamonds and all this, people started trying to turn on him a little bit because like, wait a minute, that ain't our Steamboat. Why, why is his wife so much better than this hog ring rat sitting by me? The thing that was great about Steamboat, though, was he was always the moral compass because Steamboat was never a heel. He was a babyface his entire career. And always over, by the way. Because he was that common man. People related to Ricky Steamboat. It's the same reason Kevin Owens gets over when he's a babyface. As much as people hate Kevin Owens right now, his babyface work, when he was in Ring of Honor against Jim Cornette, oh my God. He was their version of Stone Cold. And what is Kevin Owens, besides being a great wrestler, get over? Kevin Owens credits Stone Cold for getting him over. Because Stone Cold gave him a piece of advice once. Never stop talking. Mm-hmm. And Owens never shuts up. It's character, man. That, that's how you get over, man. That's You know, you know I, I look at this. Like, growing up, I, I wasn't always in the best shape. But I always got the pretty girls. Why? I got over character. I was able to talk to these girls, you know, and that's that's how. Like, if you look at if you look at wrestling, like 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 a dating, it's the same shit. You don't need to be the best looking guy in the bunch. You don't need the richest guy. You don't have to be the most talented, the wealthiest, whatever. If you know how to talk, and if you can get yourself over and confident, look confident, do you get anything you want? All about that character, I guess. Uh, to- to one more, to once more put over your partner in crime, Ray, and a guy that that I know that Jargo and I both you know listen to quite a bit and look up to in this business. And I've been, I've heard him say a couple of times he's got like four moves and one of them's fallen down, but he's been so successful because he's got a character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, backslash Bin Hami and Yah Law. Um, yeah, he's um he's great. The but guy, I mean, 
And you would never guess, if you didn't hear him out of character, you guys never been to her. What an intelligent guy. And the guy gets over because he knows how to cut a promo. Well, and that's the same thing that got Austin over. I mean, when you look at Austin's real big push, by that time, all he was doing was right-hand punch, left-foot kick, a stone-cold stunner. Maybe a oh, Luthez press where he jumps on you and just beats the shit out of you for 20 seconds. What got him over is when when, when Lee said, hey, did you just get fired from WCW? Hey, why don't you just talk about it? And he was able to do it. It was awesome. Good times, man. My wife and I were watching uh, Broken Skull Challenge. I was showing it to her the other day. And Stone Cold's just like railing on these guys. And I was like, and then I showed her the Hollywood Blondes. And I was like, that's the same guy. She was like, no fucking way. (laughs) Speaking of the Hollywood Blondes, talking about the Jericho Omega thing, doesn't that seem like a Brian Pillman thing to do? Very, very much. Very Uh, much so. I guess if we're going to get ready to send this home, I, I have another... Great piece of uh, breaking news for SmackDown tomorrow. This is from WWE.com. Becky Lynch to face James Ellsworth tomorrow on SmackDown Live. Oh, fuck me. Where do you stand on intergender matches? Of course, now keep in mind, this is not exactly an intergender match. Because this is more so going to be this, Becky beating up fucking Carmella's dog. I was going to say, does this, does this really count? This is going <laughs> over and match. kicking the shit out of your neighbor's dog. Yeah. This is, this is far a far cry from China, you know, versus Chris Jericho. <laughs> you know what I mean, guys? Yeah. Um, this, this is going to be a straight comedy. He's going to be in the dog outfit just getting yanked around by that chain. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And James Ellsworth, you know. He's worth his his money and whatever the fuck. I mean, the guy is uh, he's good. He's a good little character. I like James Ellsworth. He's okay. yeah. I, I'll still pop at him, you know, every now and then. But he is what he is, and he took there was opportunity there, and he seized it. And man, he's living a dream right now. Son of a bitch. What did these? What was what was the gimmick that he said when he fought? Has two. Yeah, and he kind of broke up me there, right? But it wasn't. Yeah, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. There you go. Yep, that's it, man. And then what did he do? He got over with boys. And also got Braun Strowman over. That was the beginning of Strowman's push, too. But they all got over. But, 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 but James Ellsworth got over with character. It works. It just works. It's a Rip Rogers, uh, West Rip Rogers 101. Have a character. Yep. Look at The Undertaker, man. Even though The Undertaker's brain. But if it wasn't for that Undertaker character, Mark Enos, would he be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Same talent, no character. You slap, you slap a dead man gimmick on him, he's able to put it over, and you have one of the greatest legends of all time. That's a great segue into my match of the week. And I wanted to bring this up because I, I'm interested in your two's opinion on this talent. Monami Toyota's retirement match was the other night was also her 30th anniversary in the ring, retiring at the ripe old age of 47 after being in the ring for 30 years. Do you guys know who Monami Toyota is? Yes. Uh, my, my, uh, the first vehicle I drove was a Camry. <laughs> Rick, do you know yeah. who she is? Uh, I was going to say, 
Uh, you know what? Actually, click after Googling here, and two clicks later, I finally got to her past the car ads. <laughs> so that answers that question. Yes. Uh, for those curious, Toyota was, or is, the woman that really carried Japanese wrestling through the 90s. The 90s were a very down time for Japanese wrestling until the boom of Tanahashi. But the All Japan women back in the 90s were incredible, and Toyota was the feature of that division. If there was ever a women's revolution, that's when it was. And Toyota deserves to be considered up there with the greatest of all time, especially women's talent. But you could arguably say any talent. Look her up on Wikipedia. Her final match the other night was a 50-woman gauntlet match. Jesus Christ. She had 50 one-minute matches, many of which went to a draw. But what they did is they brought in all of her challengers from the past 30 fucking years and put them in one match. Are you serious? And they were all alive? Yeah. How old is she? She's only 47. She started wrestling when she was 17. She's born in 71. She made a debut in 1980. She's able to eat an entire banana without peeling it. What I was going to say, I clicked on images, man. After after you Google this match, or go over to YouTube for that, hit the images. Uh, quite a nice-looking lady. See, that was, you know, just, there, oh, wow, hey. You know, like in Ring of Honor, when people throw streamers into the ring, there were so many streamers in that ring, you couldn't even see her. She was just covered in them. It's an incredible spectacle. I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, uh, man, afterwards, they held the retirement ceremony, and she had her haircut being donated to making wigs for cancer children. I mean, she's just an incredible, incredible human being. But when you talk oh, about the greatest women's really wrestlers... Shit, you talk about a way to go out. <laughs> when you talk about the greatest women's wrestlers of all time, yeah, we'll talk about Fabulous Moolah. Yeah, we'll talk about Mae Young. Toyota belongs up there as well. Hey, uh, hey, Rick, I'm actually right now. This is a legit picture of Miss Toyota. Check it, take, take a look at this on your Facebook messenger. You still have it open. Yeah, I'll pull it open here. There yeah, it is. Take a look at that. What do you think of that, huh? Oh, that's the one I just had on, man. That's the one I was just looking at. Good God, oh, <laughs> that is one fine woman. Oh, shit. She, she'd be covering more than streamers. She was around me, I'll tell you that. All right, Jargo, send this bad boy home. So that's up for episode 10.9. Later on this week, we'll get back on our regular record schedule, get some things back to some sense of normalcy around here. So our next show will primarily focus on Raw and SmackDown from the UK. And whatever news breaks in the next couple of days, we'll probably record that Wednesday, I'm guessing. Does that sound Perfect. good, Rick? Sounds good to me, bro. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod. Find us on Facebook at Hitting the Marks. Look us up on YouTube by searching Hitting the Marks. Be sure that you check out our new home online, thegorillaposition.com. You can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Rick, how do the stalkers find you? I'll tell you what, uh, I, my usual routine there, they know where to get me at, so I'm going to kick it over to uh, to our guest today. Let him put over his project before we head on out of here. Big Ray. Sure, are you sure you don't want, you know, because we might have new stalkers find you. I'd say, I guess maybe one of the most important things is we're going we're gonna to have some big news coming up in the next couple of days, so I'll, I'll save... I'll save my energy for those. All right. Well, well anyway, again, you know, for guys, thank you.
for having me here. This is really cool. And again, I really, twice. I really hope that you guys have me on uh, again three times. Uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter at Big Ray Show. Book, uh, search Raymond, Big Ray Hernandez. I'm there. Also, Big Ray Show. It's Big Ray's Show. That's R A Y S S H O W. Big Ray Show over on Instagram. I'm also on Snapchat, but that's like for like 11 year olds. Uh, again, I'm also, you head over to www.prowrestlingtees.com backslash Ben Hameen and support the Conspiracy Horseman, support, uh, support, support uh, Ben Hameen himself, of course, uh, us over at Guys, hey, listen, go over to wherever you listen to your favorite audio content and subscribe to Hacker Hameen, guys. Download the podcast. We have the Brassel Reflection, the Infinite Fringe, the Conspiracy Horseman, the Impact Attack. P.W. Hustle, and there is a lot more to come this week. Guys, again, we have the NWA World Heavyweight Champion under the new regime, owned by Billy Corrigan, Tim Storm. And it's, it's a, this guy was just a last act, and you guys will enjoy this interview. So uh, tune in, guys. Thank you again for having me. You guys are awesome. You both rock, and your fans, people that listen to this, we appreciate you. Bottom of our black hearts thank you for your patience everyone last week thank you for all the kind wishes that everybody sent my way uh big things on the horizon we'll talk to you soon for now we're off like a prom dress see ya crunch your fingers label me i don't give a f-
Oh, you say that.